So that's that was a great answer because it really was sad, and I, and I felt sad reading it. And sometimes I'd stop and almost couldn't go back, you know. Um. So what else are you working on? Are you work? Or is your first book in the same genre? And how do you figure out what genre? And how did you come about this genre? <laughs> So the first book, there's no magical realism in it. Um, the Grace of Crows, I would say, I think they're both, well, they are. They're both contemporary fiction. Okay. They're both woman's fiction, not, <clears throat> not in the chiclet kind of way, where people sometimes think women's fiction is, but in the way where the book is written by a woman and it's coming from a woman's perspective and it's pretty much her world. So both of them are like that. The first book um, was dealing with a protagonist that was dealing with severe anxiety. Hello, wrote what I know. <laughs> and, uh, and her journey through that. And again, hopeful ending on that one. So, and then how I got to my genres is pretty much, I like to write what I like to read. I gravitate towards Women's Fiction by Amy Tan, Alice Hoffman, Joyce Carol Oates. Oh, gosh, there's a slew of writers. I can't remember all their names. Um, Alice Sebald, Zadie Smith. Uh, I have them written down here because I know when I, I get nervous, I forget. Barbara Kingsolver, Sumac Kid. So... I, I read and then I, I can't really write what I, for a moment in time, I thought, oh, maybe I should write romance. It's like, but I don't read romance, so better not try to write it. I hope that answered your question. I think, I think that's also great advice because I feel like every time I want to write a book, it's something that I would read, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's where you're, you have to write what you're passionate about. And you have to find, because I was passionate about both subject matters, because you're with that book a long time. You're working on it a long time. And you're putting a lot of time and energy into it. And and I don't think it's, I don't think you, it's too easy to do if you're not passionate about the subject matter, the things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So you like contemporary fiction focused mainly on female? I do, most of the time. I, mean, I have some male authors I love. I think I had told you last week, I, I really love what my, my Ray Bradbury really turned me on to science fiction and um, Gregory McGuire, he writes, I don't know, remember that play um, well, he writes fairy tales and then he puts them into a whole different twist. And he wrote, there was a Broadway play based on one of his books. Uh, anyway. The, the one about the green witch? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I mean, memory? I should know this. <laughs> I can't remember it either. Sorry, Gregory oh. McGuire. I doubt you're going to be listening to this anyway. But oh, yes. Yeah, and T.C. Boyle. I love T.C. Boyle. I love his work. Yeah, I don't know T.C. Boyle. Um, oh, I highly recommend him. 
And, and what is your next book about? The next book, it, I'm going to go away, I, I believe, until maybe I start writing it and then maybe I'll go back to it. But I think I'm going to not do the magical realism. And it's going to be, I'm not going to say the log line because I'm superstitious. <laughs> I don't like to put that out until the book. Yeah, but you want. it's about Helen's journey to find herself, and then she gets a very different answer than what she had anticipated. Oh. Yeah. Nice. It's exciting. How long have you been working on that one? Well, I just, you know what? I'm starting a Writer's Digest online course today about writing the synopsis and an outline. So I decided, you know, classes really inspired me. Yeah, yeah. Because then you have assignments you have to turn in the next week. It keeps me on track. So I'll let you know how that goes, Joey. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Um, oh, why do you like to write? Um, is it a calling? Do you feel this? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's you know, it's very hard being an indie author to to have readers find your book. So that can be very frustrating. And I thought, well, what else can I do? And, but I would be so depressed if I didn't write. Yeah. So but there is a phrase like, I can't not write if that makes sense. Yeah, yes. I have to write to feel whole. And my reason for writing, it's not just for me, because some writers just, my mom was a poet and she did get some of her poems published, but after a while she just stopped trying. Ah. She didn't like the whole process and she wrote for her and she sent them out to friends and family sometimes. But for me, I, I feel like it's my small contribution to the world where I want readers to feel less alone. Yeah. And I want them to feel more connected. And I want to take them on a journey that's hopefully, you know, in, not enjoyable, but it's um, something that takes them out of their own world for a while and connects them to a whole different story. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to do that, whether it be sometimes sad, as you mentioned, or happy, because I feel like there is also a lot of happiness in the book, especially at the end. Yeah. Uh, so that that's why I write. That's a good reason to write. And uh, there, there's been some discussions about these topics on uh, Sundance this past week, because they have a lot of panel discussions. And, and one of the stories that they talk about um, in Hollywood, how things always end up positive and people get kind of made into certain characters and never change. So that's one of the things we, they talked about was how movies need to be more realistic with grief. You know, yeah. show, show grief and show how people go through grief and and the happiness might not be um, they survived something. It might be the fact that they lived and how they lived, you know. So I think that's going to be a big trend coming on with Sundance and the movie. Good, that's good. And and what 
I like to do in both my books, especially in Floating Underwater, is the character doesn't get what she, her life isn't what she had planned. And it does not become what she had first planned. She learns to accept through her grief and her journey, a different life, but just as meaningful as the one she had first planned and envisioned. So it's not that tied together, perfect, happy ending. She gets what she had wished for. There's a whole different feeling there, yeah. Yes, yes, and I, I think that's the new narrative going into the future is, you know, it's, it's just being more honest about really what go, what people go through, you know? Right, right. I mean, there's always going to be the movies that are happy and end well, you know, and and there's going to be plenty of those. So let's start changing it up a little bit, right? Yeah. I have heard that European movies are more like that already. Yeah. yeah. American, when they do their test audiences and yeah. all yeah. that. Yeah, we need room for both. Yeah, you know, and I think especially now with the way the world's going, I think kids are growing up not really understanding civics, you know, just how to be a good person, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. things like that. And yeah. I think unless you go through a lot of hardship, you're not going to know how to be a good person, maybe. You don't know. Because you don't I know do, you've lost, you know. I do see that a lot of people who've gone through hardship who struggle. I notice, by the way, sometimes I, because I have chronic anxiety and it can be acute as well, I notice that anxiety suffers. You know, sometimes it shows up as very shy and reserved. Sometimes it shows up as um, a friendly introvert, like yeah. we discussed before. Uh, but what I notice is that a lot of people who suffer from anxiety are so empathetic and kind because they know how what goes on inside can be really difficult. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of think anxiety is, um, you know, the, sometimes you hear anxiety, it sounds like someone's a little off or crazy. But I think anxiety is just like when you have too much coffee, when you're just kind of bored. <laughs> you're just kind of bored like that, you know, especially since you're in Aries, it makes sense. Because it's the Mars energy. You want to go, go, go. And sometimes you can't go, go, go. You have to sit there and listen to the teacher. Right. Talk on a Zoom, you know. <laughs> you know how I said I'm a friendly introvert? I'm kind of a tired Aries, too. Like, <laughs> I have a tendency to move slowly. And I talk slowly. And, my, and I try to talk faster, like in podcasts, if I'm doing YouTube video, because I listen to myself. I'm like, come on, Tracy. And I did, I drank a lot of coffee this morning. But like, I'll be getting out of the car. And the, and the person who's driving is like, they're like, like, they or I'm getting in a car and they're like moving. I'm like, wait, I'm not in. I'm sorry, I'm so slow. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah. slow increase, but I don't know where I'm. So, I'm sorry, I just went off the rails on that one. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so yes, okay. So yeah, I guess if if people are interested in purchasing Floating Underwater and or The Grace of Crows, you can find it online at all the online bookstores. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and 
some others if you research you can find it so yeah I, I really welcome readers and I'd love to hear what they have to say so people can also contact me through my website which is just tracyshawn.com awesome. yeah so do you have any kids I do and they are grown they're grown-ups now yeah so that's yeah. a good happy ending to your story then because I was I was afraid to ask I'm like no I'm gonna ask <laughs> well that was yeah yeah that, which makes me appreciate them even more yeah I I think that um miscarriages aren't really spoken about um just like nursing pain isn't spoken about you know right yes just you know, like our periods. It doesn't have to freak you out, you know, when you see it. So, oh, are you dying? You know, it's like, no! You know? Um, and me being the only woman in the house, I have four sons, you know? Wow, mom! So, so it's very interesting in that way, because I get to be the little sister, the big sister, the crazy aunt, you know? Uh, but, you know, that's something I've always kind of wanted them to know is just what being a woman is about, too, you know. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So you're not in shock. Yes, yes. You know, well, like, it's all a journey trying to understand each other. That's all I can yeah. say at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It definitely makes life so much fun, though. And whenever you get bored, it's like, just go talk to another person. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. But I love, yeah, as a writer, being, you know, in my own little writerly world, it's my dog, I think, especially with COVID, has kept my sanity. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Jody. Good luck so with your third fun. book. Oh, and come back with your third book, too. Okay. Okay. If you You're want to awesome. come back, talk about anything, come on back. Okay, Meditation, I will. how you treat your anxiety. Anything like that, okay? That's okay. What, that's what my podcast is about, basically. It's how we all grow and have to keep growing, you know? And being an author, I think, is one of the most best things you could be to communicate what you're feeling. I think, you know, that and speaking and being there, and we all have our different ways. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate you, Jody. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Have a good yeah. rest of the day, okay? Okay, okay. okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.